Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Guys, today, uh, well, actually, let's start with yesterday. Yesterday on my Instagram, Maria, one of my followers, listeners, uh, friends who you also heard from this podcast, she shared with me a little bit of her success. Uh, so she's been struggling with uh, resistant fat loss, uh, I think, at a plateau. And um, yesterday she told me, you know, since I started practicing your food combinations, uh, fat started to melt off. And that reminded me of food combining rules that I've been following for a year consistently and for many, many years on and off without, like, kind of consciously putting it into a system to use regularly. I also always advise my clients food combining as an advanced strategy to improve gut health, metabolism, energy levels, and to help with weight loss. Uh, And I often forget about this strategy because for me right now, it seems to be um, automatic. Like those behaviors, food combining rules, they're so... uh, they became like a second nature to me. So for me, it's so unnatural to combine, for example, sweet potato and meat or some beans and fish. Uh, Basically, if you were to ask me what's the most important rule of um, food combining that will allow you to have more energy after meals and throughout your day to get more energy from your eating, not less, to also have less gut issues, uh, especially gut sensitivities, maybe in digestion, uh, maybe gas, um, you know, maybe you feel bloated in your stomach after your meals for quite a while. Um, there is a lot of, you know, fermentation going on. Again, some allergies, sensitivities might be caused by improper food combining. So gut issues, energy, uh, easier weight loss, and sometimes helping you to break through weight loss plateaus. Um, those are just um, a few things that food combining seems to help a lot with. And so the basic rule of food combining, the most important one, uh, is not combining starchy, high in starch foods like uh, grains, like beans, like potatoes. Also, if you cook your carrots, for example, they also become starchy. Also, peas, beans, um, you know, lentils, stuff like that. Combining starch with protein-rich foods, um, any kind of meat, any kind of fish, eggs, poultry, you know, dairy also in the same category. So combining starch and protein, that is a very bad news for our human digestion because it requires different digestive enzymes. And even though at the end, the body will be able to digest those combinations, but it will take much more time. And digestion is probably um, the second most um, demanding processes. The second, I call it, I say the second because our brain is more demanding energy-wise, but digestion is um, is up there too. And so the more we can help our body to make it easier uh, to make our digestion easier to spend less energy on that, combining foods that go well together, that require a similar environment, 
the more energy we're gonna get back, the less hyper we're gonna feel after our meals, the less gut uh, issues we're gonna have, and the easier it's gonna be for us to lose weight. Because when foods that are not supposed to be combined together are combined together, as it often ha- as it often happens in our food environment. Uh, there is fermentation happening. Some nutrients sit longer in our stomach than they're supposed to. Uh, again, some nutrients start to ferment, uh, some putrefy. There are all these like different uh, acids or are released or some alcohols or some um, more or less toxic byproducts of those uh, undesirable processes. So all of that... Uh, results in, again, digestive issues, gut issues, sensitivities, not necessarily to the foods that you eat, but to those combinations and byproducts of their digestion or fermentation. And so again, that might result in uh, resistant weight loss, uh, in more difficult weight loss that might result in some skin issues, some gut issues, energy levels might drop a lot. So all of that can be prevented when we combine our foods well. And so the most important rule is, again, to not combine our starch. Uh, Bread is also pasta in that category of starch, anything made with flour and grain, uh, with our protein. Um, So your protein shake will, of course, will be there too. But then also uh, all the meat, all the eggs, um, all the fish, all the shellfish, in that category, dairy products. And so what do we do instead? We combine non-starchy vegetables, like all the salad vegetables, all the leafy vegetables, like kale, like Swiss chard, like bok choy, um, but then also Brussels sprouts, broccoli, asparagus, um, bell peppers, uh, cucumbers, um, tomatoes. Like all these vegetables, they are not non-starchy. And you can Google non-starchy vegetables and you can, you know, get the whole list. Also mushrooms, non-starchy and a lot of other vegetables. Just Google non-starchy vegetables and you can find them easily. So combine those with either starch like potatoes, sweet potatoes, yams, beans, pulses, lentils, all kinds of grains, buckwheat, quinoa. So combine non-starchy vegetables with those foods uh, or with chicken, uh, I don't know, turkey, uh, liver, uh, meat, fish, oysters, uh, you know, all kinds of shellfish. But do not combine, uh, again, starch with meat. Also dairy products. Dairy products also got to be eaten alone or, you know, maybe with non-starchy vegetables, like maybe some salad with cheese. Better not combined, especially in big amounts, with your starch. Dairy product is quite a complicated product to digest by itself. And when you combine it with other foods, it's like a whole other level of uh, complexity for um, if you look at it from the perspective of our human digestion. Then uh, some people also ask me, so what about uh, things like nuts and seeds? Well, in small amounts, they can be combined um, with, you know, starch uh, or with um, protein-rich foods. I never recommend to eat nuts and seeds in um, big amounts, even though I am guilty of doing that myself. But uh, if you do decide to eat a lot of nuts, the best practice is to eat them alone because they are also quite complex uh, foods. And uh, 
the best they are digested by themselves also any amount of nut butters if you know it's more than a tablespoon i also would recommend to eat nut butter alone or with some non-starchy vegetables because fiber and water in those vegetables they help to move stuff and digest stuff and then also fruit guys fruit is best eaten on an empty stomach by itself on an empty stomach not you know after two three hours after meals because technically uh digestion of complex foods like complex carbohydrates or starch or complex proteins meaning meat or fish so digestion of all of these foods uh it doesn't end with emptying of our stomach in two three hours after we've eaten but it actually takes um, many more hours sometimes eight hours sometimes if you eat a lot of nuts for example it can take up to a day or more to properly ferment all the fibers <clears throat> and move all this stuff out of our uh, intestines and so that's why it's best to eat fruit first thing in the morning on an empty stomach because at this point there is much better chance that your food is actually out of your digestive system. Uh, whereas in two, three hours after a meal of that contain either potatoes or yams or other starchy vegetables like beans or grains, uh, or, you know, you had maybe some protein like fish or chicken. After that kind of meal, uh, if you eat your fruit in two, three hours after that, it's not in an empty stomach, really. The food is still being digested and so you might have uh, gas a lot of stuff might be fermenting in your intestine uh, and that's just not good practice from my experience and so but in the morning it actually fruit by itself helps you to be more regular to uh, eliminate uh, faster and easier and to help your body to detox um, all the stuff that needs to be detoxed. So plus, um, it probably help our liver to do the detox work because fructose is digested in our liver, well metabolized. Anyhow, guys, the main point is if you want to eat fruit, the best scenario, like the very very best scenario, is to eat your fruit on an empty stomach after your fasted workout. That's gonna blast through your fat reserves, help you to eliminate, help you to detoxify, and will help you to recover faster uh, with that fructose um, as a carbohydrate that will go to recovery and is has been shown to help with recovery. Uh, I'm talking about athletic recovery, but again, to cut the long story short, Fruit on an empty stomach after workout is the best scenario. And then you can have the rest of your food in about 30 minutes after that meal. You don't have to wait for long because fruit is the fastest digested food on the planet. So 30 minutes and then you can eat whatever else you want to eat. Plus, if you are doing intermittent fasting, eating fruit on an empty stomach 30 minutes prior to your other food will prepare with fiber and water your digestive system in the you know in the easiest most gentle way will prepare your digestive system to digest more food so it will help a lot with your digestive health to eat fruit on an em- fruit on an empty stomach instead of in between meals after your meal with your meal uh, so that's the practice let's recap simple 
food combining rules that will help you to increase energy after meals and throughout your day, will help you to release or ease or remove a lot of gut issues, uh, will help you with weight loss. Some people say that just by combining foods in different way, it helps them to lose weight without changing anything else. Not sure I didn't isolate the this practice for myself specifically. I always just, again, incorporate it with my clients whenever they are at this more advanced stage. Anyhow, back to food combining rules. Starch, like potatoes or yams or sweet potatoes or beans or lentils or whole grains, go well together with non-starchy vegetables like Brussels sprouts, broccoli, asparagus, kale, Swiss chard, bok choy, all these vegetables that have no starch and usually low-carb, low-glycemic. And then the same vegetables, non-starchy vegetables, that you can Google and uh, find the list, the same vegetables go well together with protein-rich foods like eggs, like dairy, like meat, like fish, like shellfish. But starch and protein do not go well together. Do not mix them well together. One, you know, couple of tablespoons of olive or coconut oil uh, will should be okay for any of your meals. But again, don't combine a lot of starch with a lot of protein-rich foods. And eat your fruit alone. And dairy products probably should be eaten in bigger amounts by themselves too. But do not, please do not combine them with starch. That is not really a great idea. So that's it, guys. So that's the strategy that I've been using. Um, it seems to be working really well, especially well for the ease of digestion and how well you feel after your meals and how not heavy or light you feel after your meals, especially that. Again, a lot of food sensitivities can be caused by inappropriate food combinations, not by single foods themselves. So try it out. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'll I'll guide you through whatever, you know, meal combinations you are thinking of. Um, So, yeah, start practicing this as I've been doing that myself with my clients and uh, let me know how it goes. Also share this episode with other people, with maybe your friends, your family. Uh, maybe you decide to do this experiment uh, on a family level all together. That can only bring good. Uh, nothing negative can come out of that. That is for sure. Combining your food better can only create more health and energy, not less. Um, let me know how you do. By the way, guys, another aspect. If you look at popular these days diets, like plant-based diet or vegan diet uh, or keto diet, right? A lot of those diets, they actually incorporate food combining rules without mentioning them. So if you think about keto, you don't eat starch ever there. So that combination, protein plus starch, that goes out of the window. Vegan diet, you're not eating, especially if you are on a whole food vegan diet, you aren't eating uh, animal foods with starchy foods. That's just not going to happen, right? So again, that goes out of the window. And so what you're left with are very good for our stomach combinations that improve your 
health and energy levels overall. So those diets might give you an instant energy boost just because you start to combine your food better. So think about that. Uh, Anyhow, try it out. Let me know how it goes for you and maybe your family and your friends. Guys, by the way, I always forget to mention coaching is available to you if you need more help and guidance to reach your health and weight loss results faster and better with less suffering, uh, less guessing, with more results and faster. I'm a certified nutrition and health coach and I help a lot of people with weight loss. They're just the most common issue people are coming to me with. So reach out. I'm available for coaching. And guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And by the way, stay tuned for something new. I'm going to be starting on this podcast tomorrow. But till that time, eat better daily.